Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, William Shatner, who everyone knows has played Captain Kirk in the 1960s TV series for three seasons and then a slew of major motion pictures in the 70s, 80s, and into the 90s where he also played Captain Kirk and where he reprised his role. Uh, he's in the news recently. Uh, news Nation had a recent uh, interview with him where he basically called UFO hear hearings ridiculous. The recent UFO hearings were... Uh, whistleblower David Grush, as well as pilots Ryan Graves and David Fravor, testified to the House Committee. Uh, he thinks it's all nonsense, and uh, we're going to go through this. Um, now, before I even get started, I just want to say, uh, just so everyone knows, I'm a big fan of William Shatner. Uh, I, I actually I love the show Star Trek. I uh, I think it's a great show. I loved, I always liked the, uh, particularly the a dynamic between Kirk, Spock, and Dr. Bones McCoy. I always thought that was entertaining. Um, I I think William Shatner, I like him a lot of other things, too. I liked him in some of the low-budget movies he appeared during in the 1970s. Uh, also, there were some TV shows he appeared in before Star Trek, and also movies. I, I always liked him as an actor. I think he's a really interesting person. Uh, somebody who, uh, I think someday, maybe somebody, they should actually make a movie about his life. Uh, because I think he's he's an interesting story all, all through and through, no question about it. However, however, I have to, uh, I, 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 I just don't like his comments here. I, I, I object to his comments on UFOs and on the UFO hearing particularly and his ideas on extraterrestrials because uh, it's, some of it's ironic, some of the statements he's made here in this recent interview. It's very ironic. And also... Uh, I mean, he's wrong. He's, he hasn't. He actually hasn't thought this through. Obviously, like a lot of people. I mean, again, people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bill Nye, the Science Guy. There's these personalities that they bring on TV a lot to talk about UFOs. But these people have no business talking about it because they never studied it. They're just because they're celebrities doesn't mean. Uh, that they know what they're talking about. And William Shatner is a case in point, as you will see. Uh, and I think it's important. The reason I'm doing this story is because uh, this hurts it. This hurts disclosure. When when someone like uh, uh, William Shatner, although he's a celebrity and he's someone who played Captain Kirk, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are fans of Star Trek. People, by the way, who uh, are not interested in the UFO subject, who are who don't even pay attention to this. In fact, I know somebody, my brother, one of my brothers is a big, giant Star Trek fan, but he's a big-time skeptic of UFOs at the same time. So when William Shatner comes out and makes statements like this, you know, he calls the UFO hearings ridiculous, among other things, which we will get into, uh, it carries weight for some people. Though, you know, the you know, Star Trek fans will be running around now saying, well, William Shatner knows what he's talking about, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, he says it's all ridiculous and uh, it doesn't make any sense. If they're coming here, they would show themselves, you know, because that's what William Shatner says, you know. <laughs> You know, so that's what some Star Trek fans will say now. Yeah, William Shatner knows what he's talking about, man. He played Star Trek. He was on Star Trek. He played Captain Kirk, right? And again, I'm a big fan of William Shatner. I'm a big fan of uh, Star Trek. In fact, when I was growing up, uh, because my name was uh, somewhat resembled James Kirk, with James Quirk, you know, some people would call me Captain Quirk or Captain Kirk or the Captain, uh, you know, and, and plus I was a big fan of the show, so I didn't mind. But when you hear stuff like this, again, it does carry weight with it. So we're going to go through this article. It says here, William Shatner calls UFO hearings ridiculous. Uh, beloved Star Trek legend William Shatner 
uh, said recent congressional hearings about unidentified aerial phenomena are ridiculous. Again, they get it, News Nation's getting it wrong now. Unidentified aerial phenomena, it's unidentified anomalous phenomena. When are the when's the news media going to start getting this right? I mean, I give News Nation credit. I thought they of all the networks out there, they've been doing a good job with this, with covering this. Uh, however, they need to get this right already. I mean, where's your fact checkers and your editors? What's going on? You know, come on. You mean some highly intelligent beings, uh, excuse me, you mean some highly intelligent being goes 10,000 light years with advanced technology, arrives here and hides? Shatner told News Nation anchor Elizabeth Vargas. It doesn't make any sense. Shatner said if extraterrestrial beings could reach Earth, they would make a big to-do about it. If they're going to make that journey all the way here, it just beggars the imagination that they would hide it, hide and make it like peekaboo. I'm here. No, I'm not. Shatner said. Okay, let me just, let me just stop there. Okay, for one thing, uh, he's not thought this through, uh, and for another thing, it's very ironic because if you remember in Star Trek uh, when he played Captain Kirk, there was the Prime Directive that they talked about in a lot of those episodes, and for people out there who don't know what the Prime Directive was, it was. Uh, according to Wikipedia here, it's, it spells it out for you. It says, uh, in the fictional universe of Star Trek, the Prime Directive, also known as Starfleet General Order Run, and the Non-Interference Directive is a guiding principle of Starfleet that prohibits its members from interfering with the natural development of alien civilizations. Its stated aim is to protect unprepared civilizations from the danger of starship crews introducing advanced technology, knowledge, and values before they are ready. Uh, since its introduction in the first season of the original Star Trek series, the directive has featured in many Star Trek episodes as part of a moral question over how to best establish diplomatic relations with new alien worlds. Do I think, th is it possible that uh, that uh, visiting extraterrestrials to our planet, the ones that are here, the presence that is here, is uh, they keep themselves away because of a prime directive? Possibly. Could be other reasons, too, because they could be up to no good, and they just <laughs> has nothing to do with a prime directive, and it could just have to do with, uh, well, we need to keep this secret. If we're going to uh, do this uh, hybridization program, we better keep things uh, tamped down a little bit here. We can't let the, we don't let the, we don't want to let the cat out of the bag too much. And it goes on here. I'll, I'll read a little bit more here. It says, The Prime Directive is one of many guidelines for Starfleet's mandate to explore the galaxy and seek out new life and new civilizations. Although the concept of the Prime Directive has been alluded to and paraphrased by many Star Trek characters during the television series and feature films, the actual directive has never been provided to viewers. The most complete attempts to define the directive have come from non-canical works and include the Prime Directive prohibits Starfleet Starfleet personnel and spacecraft from interfering in the normal development of any society and mandates that any Starfleet vessel or crew member is expendable to prevent violation of this rule. That's just, it goes on there. But I just want to go uh, skip ahead here in this to this article. I'll leave the link so you can check it out for yourself. But in the original series, this Prime Directive concept was used many times. This talks about, uh, there was many episodes here. One, two, three, four, five, six seven eight eight episodes at least here that you're that, that it was uh, uh that it appeared in and for for instance in the second season episode bread and circuses the crew discusses that the prime directive is in effect saying no identification of self or mission no interference with the social development of said planet no references to space or the fact that there are other worlds or more advanced civilizations. And in that episode, I remember correctly, that was a, uh, a planet that basically was very similar to the Roman Empire. 
or something to that effect. Yeah, and they they they, they couldn't let themselves even though when they go to that planet they don't let themselves uh, uh, be known. You know, they don't want to, they don't want the, the the beings of those of these planets to be to know that they're actually from another planet and because it would could uh, affect their uh, civilization in, in a ways that they you know might not want to. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Uh, for another one, there was another episode here, Patterns of Force, where actually somebody went against the Prime Directive, a, a historian named John Gill in this episode. Uh, he created a regime based on Nazi, Nazi Germany on a primitive planet in an effort to create a society which combined the high efficiency of a fascist dictatorship with a more benign philosophy. In doing so, he contaminated the normal and healthy development of the planet's culture with disastrous effects. Uh, the regime regime adopts the same racial su- supremacist and genocidal ideologies of the original. So that's one of the reasons uh, that was stated that because th- there was a planet that they that the uh, Star Trek Enterprise visits and they find oh it's just like Nazi Germany of the 1930s and 40s. So again, for him to say this that he doesn't understand why they would come here, I mean he was he was talking, isn't the isn't it ironic right that. Uh, uh, he, there was actually many episodes where this was discussed, where this was a topic, the reason why you would not interfere with uh, a civilization, a different uh, a civilization that's not as advanced as yours. Uh, but anyway, let's continue with this article. It says here, the Canadian actor was part of a documentary called Terror in the Sky that explored the possibility of UFOs. Let me just stop there. He was, yeah, that was a recent documentary that came out. And he's also, but there was other documentary. There was some documentary, at least one of them that he did in the 70s about UFOs. But he doesn't believe in this stuff. He's Again, he's an actor. He hasn't studied this stuff. And again, this guy is 92 years old. Uh, and I know some people out there will say, well, maybe he's just getting old. And he, no, he just, he's still sharp as a knife. And you hear him talking in interviews, he hasn't lost his touch. It has nothing to do with that. So, so if anyone's out there thinking that, I don't think that's the case. Anyway, continuing here, it says, Shatner said he learned potential evidence of it. UFOs out there is filled with the imagination and people's desire. I mean, what could we want more than to realize that there are other life forms in the universe that have the same yearnings? What's the universe about? What's after death? I mean, the monumental questions would abound and they would be asking the same questions, but they're not here, Shatner said. If they were, they would make their presence known. Well, uh, they have made their presence known to a lot of peop- people already, Bill. I'm, I'm afraid to let you know. Obviously, you're, you haven't looked at this. You haven't studied this. You've starred in the science fiction, very popular science fiction uh, TV show and movies, but you've never actually sat down and actually studied this, Bill. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear this. I'm sorry to learn this. 
And, you know, a lot of people out there are going to take your word for gospel now, unfortunately, because you are Bill Shatner. You're William Shatner. You're Captain Kirk. And Captain Kirk's saying, hey, this is all silly. They'd let it. They'd, they'd. See, again, we talk about, I talked about this before. There's a lot of people out there. They have this idea in their head that things are going to unfold like in a Star Trek TV show or movie or Star Wars movie where there's going to be a whole bunch of uh, a dinner provided, you know, a meeting with Vulcans and and and, and Romulans and Klingons are going to sit around a big table and 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 have a discussion and uh, uh, political discussion. That, that's how they see this, and I think that's how he sees it for some reason. You know, they they think it's they're going to come down and have, someone's going to roll out the red carpet for them and and greet them and it's going to be all this this big regal uh, event and it's just not that's not how it's going to work. I don't know how why people have this in their minds, but apparently well, William Shatner has it in his mind. He continues here because he uh, uh, once known for his role as Captain Kirk on Star Trek, Shatner is now exploring a new business venture. He became a member of the Space Crystals Company that makes crystals containing a person's DNA. And sends it to the moon. Yeah, uh, that's enough of that story. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's it's uh, uh, it's disheartening to see that, Bill. Uh, it's very disheartening because again, there's going to be people out there in the in the uh, fans of Star Trek. They're going to hear his words. Oh, he says it's ridiculous. It must be so. I mean, he played Captain Kirk. He would know. You know how some people think. Unfortunately, that's how some people think. Right? That's just the way. It, that's just the way things are. But yeah, he hasn't thought this through, and he's totally, absolutely incorrect. Uh, because let me tell you something. I've seen one of these creatures, and I've seen one of the craft up close, and they're here. There's something here, as has many other people. It's not imagination. It's not wishful thinking. Just a lot of people out there. Uh, for some people, right, I'll say this. For some people, they think that they're here on some grand mission, and they're here to help humanity. That might be the case. I don't know. I just want to know more. A lot of people just want to know more. We want to know what the government's been covering up. Uh, and, and to make statements like, well, uh, they would most certainly, if they're traveling 10,000 light years to our planet, they would come down to be and make a big to-do about it, you know? What do you mean to make a big to-do about it? No, they wouldn't. How do you know that? You don't know that. Just because you played Captain Kirk, you don't know that. Because they're not. They're here and they're not doing that. They're, they're here. They're up to something. I don't know what, but they're here and they're up to something. Uh, for all we know, it could, be, it could be benign. It could be indifferent. It could be on a good for good purposes it could be up for uh, evil purposes we just don't know we don't have the answers because our government the governments of the world aren't providing those answers to the people and uh well he, he william shatner has provided no there's this input from him is absolutely completely useless and actually uh sets it back a little bit just a little bit not much but a little bit anyway moving on uh, I want to talk about some things that I had talked about in the past, and it's time to talk about them again, uh, because now, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's like this is like in in The Godfather. Remember, at the if people out there remember the movie The Godfather, where at the end Michael Corleone had to take care of all family business. Well, that's what I need to do right now. I need to clean house here a little bit, because there have been things that I I've talked about on this podcast uh, over the past uh, two three months that now have uh have been resolved in one way or another as far as i'm concerned um one of the things is uh the scientific coalition for uap studies if you remember about uh, probably close to three months ago now i i did a podcast or i think it was early may i did it they, i did a podcast on how they were planning on july 29th to present evidence of a giant mothership 
that was observed by five pilots over the North Pacific. And they're going to show photos and video. Well, the, the Saturday came around, July, that was just last Saturday, July, July 29th, and I've been waiting, looking, scouring the internet for information on this. I couldn't really find much. And uh, But basically, right after this was released, this the images that were released by them, by this uh, SCU, right after that, debunkers had a field day because uh, basically it was proved right off the get-go, right out of the get-go, that it was a... Uh, 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 just a, a recently launched fleet of Starlink satellites. That's all it was. That's all it was. And it's unbelievable to me that SCU, which, by the way, is uh, comprised of uh, uh, it's a volunteer research organization comprised largely of scientists, engineers, former military officers, and law enforcement personnel with technical expertise and investigative backgrounds. Uh, well, I... <laughs> how come they couldn't figure this out well, it took it took like not even a day for the debunkers for like mick west to figure this out in fact mick west published a youtube video yesterday a three minute long video and it was clear very clear that this was starlink uh, satellites that's all it was it was a train of starlink satellites anyway uh a few months back this is what they had put out they wrote this they said we describe and not this is what they're planning to show during this conference this past saturday it says we describe a non non-military observation of a uap by multiple observers with two cell phone photos and a video the observations are inexplicable on the basis of current human technology because the craft was at least a mile long glowing against the dark sky and was moving at about 2,000 miles per hour with no aerodynamic supporting surfaces there are no corroborating radar or other observations upper limits are placed on the gravitational lensing of background field stars in the vicinity of the craft future observations of this kind may possibly be used to unambiguously identify the extraterrestrial craft and to constrain their propulsion mechanism prior to the observations of this large craft four or five orbs or lobes were seen to maneuver over angles of five to ten degrees in seconds and then go into formation before assembling into the large craft or else going inside it well, it turns out that this was Starlink, and if, and the evidence that was presented on by Mick West, and I am it's unfortunate to say he's correct. The, this is obviously Star a, a train of Starlink satellites. That's what it is. Everything lines up, and in fact, I'll leave the link for his video on here, and uh, that's what it was. And I I, I guess this is this should be a a cautionary tale here i i I bring this up before i said that i said this before about other things you know when you have a scientific group that is studying ufos and they they make bold statements like this and then when the evidence they show present the evidence and it turns out to be something like this it makes the whole effort it, it it sets it back it makes it look foolish Right. Basically, what you did here is basically you, you, you stuck the UFO community's head inside of a guillotine and then handed the string to the debunkers and said, here, go ahead, pull this. That's what it does. That's all it does. Right. So this turned out to be nonsense. I mean, I, I, I find it hard to believe that the, the, this group of people and there's a lot of people, uh, uh, some of our uh, top leaders in the UFO community, like Christopher Mellon, they, they say SC, SCU is, is the real deal. And, and that's fine. But we, how could you allow how could this happen? How could this happen? You have now you have Mick West running around saying, look, see how easy it is for pilots to mistake uh, satellites for, for uh, alien motherships. That's what you have now. That's what you have to deal with now. Like that, that's why nobody's really talking about this in the UFO community because it turned out to be nonsense. Anyway, so next time, I just want to say this. Next time, 
before making statements like this and, and, and getting everyone all excited, I was excited. I couldn't wait to see. I mean, we know that there have been sightings of real motherships, right? The Phoenix Lights, for instance, that was seen by well over a thousand people, right? Including the uh, governor at the time, Syph, uh, uh, Fife Symington, right? He saw it, right? He said it was the biggest thing he ever saw in his life. Right, so we know that there's things like that that happened in, in Stevensville, Texas, back in the 2007, I believe. There was a sighting of, of a giant mothership by several people. So it's it's something that happens. It, it, they are seen sometimes, but unfortunately, this is not one of those times. This is a misidentification, and again, it, it basically this offered uh, debunkers a chance to make the UFO community look silly, and that's what's happened. Okay, and then now something else that's happened that I want to go over. Uh, another issue I, I did a podcast i guess it was about a little over about a week and a half or so before the J- july 26th hearing and remember I, I talked about there was this uh, uh new website uap max and they were talking about uh well that aliens the gray aliens are really known as gansey and within the government and that they're here they're not here for good purposes and stuff i i, I pointed out during that uh, podcast when I talked about this that it could be phony. Uh, basically, this guy who runs UAP Max was was presented by was was contacted by somebody who was supposed to be a whistleblower at the July twenty sixth hearing, right? And told that sh- shown evidence uh, on his computer uh, of of things that uh, are going to be talked about during that hearing. Well, of course, that did not happen, as we know. Uh, this whistleblower, whoever, if this whistleblower even exists, right, uh, never showed up. So that turned out to be phony. So, like I said at the time, if if this turns out to be nothing, if if nothing happens out of this, well, then you forget, then you move on. You don't trust places like UAP Max anymore, okay? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm done with that. UAP Max is garbage, junk. Don't ever listen to them, all right? Because he put out phony information. As far as I'm concerned, where's his evidence? He didn't, he never. Uh, you give you give them a chance, right? And they don't present it. Now, am I? Does this a surprise me? No. Like I said during the podcast, and uh, you could check it, that, go back to it and see. I said this could be phony. The one thing I did like about it, and one the reason I wanted to talk about it, because even if it was phony, I still thought it was very interesting speculation. Right? It was interesting speculation. Uh, like. You know, I, I don't have any problem with people speculating on things, but when people present things and they as fact that say, "Oh yeah, there's a whistleblower that's going to be co- to, uh, talk, uh, talking to to House Committee uh, on July 26th," and th- and he's showing me this stuff, and this is what they're going to tell you on that day. Oh, he was talking about that they're going to show. He saw video evidence of President Biden meeting with an alien, among other things. Right? It turned out that that didn't happen. Now, of course, the guy who runs UAP Max could say something like, well, you know, I saw it. You know, For all we know, he either made it up or the or he was duped by somebody else, one or the other, but it doesn't matter. It turned out to be phony, right? That didn't really happen. There was no whistleblower, like as described by UAP Max, to show up. But at the same time, I, I did like this, the, this, the story that was told. As speculation, it was interesting, right? It could be. It could be the case, right? I speculate all the time on my podcast because our the governments of the world are continue to fail to provide us answers that we want uh, with regard to what they know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm. Uh, so at the same time, you know, you gotta 
you can't you can't trust some of these places i mean again there was a uh, there was another one that i i talked about there was some guy who uh, on reddit remember the uh, the reddit scientist who said he was working on gray aliens again you got to take that kind of stuff with a grain of salt there's no all it is is words anybody could make something like that up right they could somebody for instance uh could sit back who has an understanding of the of the whole ufo story right so like if, if i wanted to i could sit down and write something like that up i could come up with some fictional uh story and pre- and, and put it out there and pretend it's real but i would never do something like that not you know like like these people would do I, I i'll provide it in a speculative uh format and if i was going to come up with something fictional i would present it as i would it would say this is fictional this is based on on ufos and aliens right but i would never do something like what these what these people seem to be doing so I don't know exactly what was going on with the UAP Max story, right? It could have been that it was just, uh, it could have just been a complete hoax made up by this person who runs UAP Max. It could have been that the UAP Max guy was duped, and it could have been a disinformation campaign uh, being operated behind the scenes by some people connected with the secret control group, or who knows, maybe a debunker crowd. We don't know. We'll never know. Or it could have just been some private jokester, right, sitting in his basement in Jersey. We just don't know. We probably won't know. We'll never get the answer. But as far as I'm concerned, any more kind of information for UAP Max is, goes right in the toilet. It's, it's useless. You can't trust any of it. It's like Richard Doty, the uh, former intelligence official with the United States. Like Some people give him credence these days. I, I, I see Richard Doty. I see, a, I see a creep. That's who I see. I don't, Richard Doty, this former uh, intelligence person who worked for the government and played you know threw out disinformation presented disinformation misinformation to different people i mean how could anybody trust him or it's like the same thing with that ray santilli who came 1996 sold that uh, phony alien autopsy footage to fox to the fox channel and 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 made a bundle of money and then 13 years later he finally came out yeah it was a hoax uh, but you know what some of the some of the that film in there was real well, how could you believe anything the guy says now he 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 lied and waited 13 years to say it was a hoax. I knew it was a hoax from the beginning, but that guy waited 13 years and then comes out and says, yeah, it was, we, we made it. You can't trust certain people in this field. It just, you just can't. Uh, Richard Doty, again, you can't trust them. You can't trust something like UAP Max because you don't know what they're up to. What's their game? I mean, was it just to get attention? That whole website was just created right before the hearing, right? And then, you know, a couple of weeks or so before the hearing. And then all, they come out with that, this crazy story. Again, it was nice as speculation. And that's if it was presented as that, who cares? That's fine. But it was presented as something that was real, and it, either it was that guy got duped, or he was duping us. We don't know. Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. It was uh, an, an effort at uh, a disinformation effort. That's what that's what it was. Um, and then one more thing, I just want to say, getting back to SCU again, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how that group of people couldn't have figured that out well beforehand well beforehand before that conference on uh the, this past weekend how could they have not figured that out right i don't know so th- those people i mean I, i'm excited about when i hear about organizations like this i'm excited that there's a group of scientists and and experts getting together and trying to figure this out but they really got to get their ducks in order you, you can't have this kind of stuff happen and you can't give uh you, you basically you're handing a, a a razor blade to the debunker crowd and saying Here, here's my jugular vein go ahead go ahead cut it that's what you're doing. So, you know, get it right. Get it, get, you know, figure this out beforehand before making claims like that. Uh, I just want to say one more thing, too. I did send them an email. Uh, I have not received a response yet. 
I said I sent them an email asking them. I said several months back I pre- previewed your recent conference conference on my podcast, particularly your plan to unveil evidence of a mile long alien mothership. Since the conference, I have been unable to find much information about the mothership presentation online. Until this evening, which was last night, well-known UFO debunker Mick West posted a short video on his YouTube channel that debunks your mothership claims. Do you agree with Mick West's assessment? If yes, how come SCU scientists were unable to make this determination earlier? If you don't agree, what can you offer as a rebuttal? I am interested in following this story up, but I want to wait until I have more information. A link to Mick West's video can be found below. Well, I waited long enough. Uh, it's time to move forward. I did not receive receive a response from them yet. If I do receive a response from them, uh, I will definitely update it if they do pr- provide a rebuttal, but I don't think they're going to. But hey, they might, but uh, I don't see it coming because again, I thought that Mick West, his video pretty much debunked it well, successfully as far as I could see. Uh, but if they have something else to say, uh, let, let them say it, but I don't think you're going to see it. Anyway, thanks for joining me. Until next time.